Hey there, I'm here with you this week with an episode from the Hormone Summit last year, the 2020 Hormone Summit, that I really wanted to share with you because of all of these conversations that I've been having recently about our emotions and um, energy systems and our hormonal problems. So, you know, I did um, an episode a couple weeks ago just about how emotions and hormones are connected. If you didn't have a chance to listen to that, I highly recommend going back and listening to it. But I also wanted to give you, um, you know, a specific way to deal with the emotional upheavals um, that happen um, in life and with your hormones and all of the things really that women face these days. We need tools, right? And we need processes and we need things that really get to the root of the issue. So I've talked about this on the podcast before that I personally use a form of therapy called AIT, Advanced Integrative Therapy. I go to a very well-trained AIT therapist. Um, you know, she's trained in lots of other things, but has found that AIT is the most uh, useful overall um, compared to all the things that she's uh, been trained to do. So um, it's been very helpful for me, you know, on a lot of levels, not just PTSD for my surgeries, but um, lots, lots and lots of other things have come up in there. So I decided last year for the Hormone Summit to bring on an AIT practitioner in order to share this form of therapy with everyone because it's not as well known as like EMDR, um, you know, or some of these other uh, like you know, somatic therapy and different talk therapy and everything. So um, really wanted to share it with you to let you know that this is another possible way to help you with the sort of underlying causes of our hormonal issues. And this is definitely going to be a little bit of a theme on the podcast, um, you know, right now, because I'm actually having another great guest on next week to talk about uh, the connection between endometriosis and um, the emotions that are underneath that. So, and trauma and everything, so, which is very much intertwined. Anyways, I thought that this would be a great week to throw out this old episode. Um, it's not even, I throw out is a horrible word, but put up and share with you this old episode from the last um, Hormone Summit in case you didn't um, have a chance to hear the summit. And as I've mentioned before, you can actually go back and purchase the whole summit if you'd like. Just go to my website, look up 2020 Hormone Summit, and there's a link to purchase it there for just $39. You get all the great interviews from last year. This one I thought was really, really, really important for people to hear. So I'm going to share it with you today. And, um, you know, this may be one that you really want to take some time to um, not engage in other things while listening to it. And, um, yeah, get a little practice of it in. So I hope that you enjoy it. Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now let's dive in with today's guest. 
Hey guys, and welcome back to our last day of the Hormone Summit. I can't believe we're <laughs> at the final day, um, which makes me kind of sad because it's been such an amazing week of such incredible people that have come on, uh, such incredible experts that have shared so much about hormone health and really beyond. And, you know, one of the important things to me in putting on the summit was bringing in multiple um, sort of aspects of of hormones and health. So we're not just talking about the physical and we're not just talking about, you know, the emotional, we're not just talking about diet and supplements and those kinds of things. But we're also talking about sort of the deeper um, energetic connections, emotional energetic connections, trauma even that impacts our health because that's a huge part of why we are where we are now. And so I brought on a very special guest today, very excited to share her with you. Her name is Canberra Meyer, and she is a licensed professional counselor, licensed clinical addiction specialist, certified advanced integrative therapy practitioner, and has a master's degree in art therapy. This allows her to draw from a spectrum of creative, alternative, and traditional therapeutic approaches to meet each individual's unique needs. She considers the whole person as she builds upon each client's personal strengths and intrinsic health to promote confidence and a sense of well-being, as well as a deeper connection to self and others. She has, ha she has over a decade's experience helping people heal, blending a variety of non-traditional and expressive therapeutic approaches and evidence-based interventions to meet the individual needs of the people she serves. She specializes in trauma and has been trained in eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, otherwise known as EMDR, and the emotional freedom technique, or EFT. Welcome, Canberra. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How are you today? Doing all right. Happy Good. To be yeah, I'm happy to have you. So, you know, as I was sort of mentioning in the intro, um, I really wanted you to be a part of this summit because I think that we overlook a lot of the sort of deep emotional energetic things that are going on that are um you know underneath the surface and are often impacting our health in much larger ways than we realize right so uh, often people will you know hop on sort of the changing their food or changing you know the supplements that they take and moving you know different exercise but if you don't deal with the trauma and all the things underneath all of that, you're not going to get better. So, you know, AIT is something that I personally use and love. And so let's start off with how you found yourself, you know, as a, uh, a therapist, because I know you didn't start right off the bat with AIT. So how did you find it? Yeah, luckily I did. I found yeah. very for fortunate to find it. Um, well, and, you know, just sharing personally, I was facing, um, I was really activated by something going on in my life. It was this dynamic that was happening and it really caught me off guard. And I basically was trying to throw every single approach and technique and thing I knew about psychology and the mind and forgiveness and this and that. Mm -hmm. And nothing was touching this thing. And I was just an activated mess. Like, mm. walking the world. And I was, I was pretty desperate, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I was trying, I was like trying everything. You know? Right. Was, and you're like, I do all these things. What is yeah. happening? Like, and I work yeah. with people on all this well, stuff. Usually, yeah. they usually work. And yeah. why is it working here? And so I just had a conversation with a dear friend who 
luckily was already engaged in an AIT mm-hmm. therapeutic relationship and mm-hmm. she told me about it and I had never heard of it, you know, as a mm-hmm. therapist who'd heard about all sorts of different things mm-hmm. that was new to me, mm-hmm. which was perfect because full disclosure as a therapist, I'm a horrible client. because <laughs> Aren't we like, all? Yeah. Whenever we do the work, what you're going to ask me next, yeah. you're going to discuss this. I've already tried it. I'm wasting my money. <laughs> And so I needed something very, very different so I could just like turn off my overly analytic brain Mm. and just surrender to a process that I knew nothing about because also like, what was it going to hurt at that point? I was really, like I said, to just get relief. Mm -hmm. And so I went, I signed up with her therapist and I went and it was a little like kind of, um, I wouldn't say resistant, but just skeptical, just like a little bit of like, what's this all about? You yeah. Know? And there was a big part of me that showed up and wanted to be there and again, wanted to heal. Mm-hmm. And it started working. I think after the first session, I was like, I think this is working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like a little hesitant to, right. to like link it. I was like, well, maybe it's placebo effect. Maybe it's just like the wishful thinking or the magical mm-hmm. thing. And so I just kept going back and I just kept moving this immovable thing in my life Mm -hmm. that I was unearthing like these traumatic correlations and all of this material that was surfacing was deeply unconscious. It was Mm -hmm. happening from when I, before I could speak, it was like very, very early attachment stuff for me. It was very, Mm -hmm. very early trauma that I wouldn't have known about. So like, it made sense that none of the other strategies I was working, right. they required me to have some sort of like tether to a conscious awareness of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And this let me gain some insight by in, like just increasing my awareness about the things I wasn't conscious to. Mm-hmm. So it's like that pre-verbal trauma or that trauma that can happen before the myelin sheath coats the neurons of the brain. It's that, that sort of stuff that's also really potent as far as having a traumatizing impact because mm. we're so young and so little and we're developing so quickly and so rapidly. So any like harm or disruption at that point can have this really like wide ripple effect. So that was, that was happening for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I won't give you all the details about what I healed, but I was like, after I like that issue kind of resolved and not kind of, it did resolve. Mm-hmm. I just kept going with AIT because I was like, well, what else is in there? If I didn't know Mm -hmm. about this, what else don't I know about? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a therapist, like I'm committed to being like as investigative of my own like potential for healing as possible. Like I want to just like go out as healed up as I can in this lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my purpose. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. to be able to share that with other people so after I think a good few months of being a client of AIT then I thought well the position that I'm in and you know like I it would be irresponsible of me not to get trained in this not Mm -hmm. to learn more and then offer it to other people because it's like why would I just hold like why wouldn't I give it away you know (laughs) so so then I nerded out and like did all the trainings I could Mm -hmm. possibly do and you know, went to the base, my first basics training, and then, you know, the advanced, the advanced training sort of, like, just come in from there, and mm-hmm. now, you know, like you said, I'm certified in it, I've been trained to teach other practitioners of it, I've been trained to supervise other people, so I'm in real deep now. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> it's official. Well, you know, I want to go back to the point where you were talking about, you know, these things that happen before we're conscious, or 
we're conscious, but we don't have memories of them, you know, and, and even before, yeah, I, I guess there's consciousness in there, but it's not sort of the consciousness we think about now. And I know so many people that are like, yeah, I have this thing and I don't know why I feel this way or, ha- you know, have this phobia or have, um, you know, just something that trips me up. In, like a Sorry. chronic yeah, yeah, exactly. Like all of these different things that happen, you know, that people have in their lives and they're like, I just don't, I tried to figure it out, but I just can't connect it to anything. And that's what's so cool about this, right? Is that you, tap, like you said, tap into these things that you don't know, you know, happen to you. Um, and then you're able to, to work with them and, and shift them and, you know, the whole experience. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what I love about AIT and, and it really uses the wisdom of the body. I mean, mm. all these trauma experts, you know, Peter Levine, Besser Vandelkoek, like all the folks and many, many more, those are just the first two that popped in my brain are talking about how trauma lives in the body. It's mm-hmm. like our, our body becomes this like storage facility, this warehouse of everything we've been through, good, bad, mm-hmm. and ugly. Mm-hmm. And the trauma just tends to settle and mm-hmm. have like a negative resonance. And that's mm-hmm. what, you know, energy psychotherapy is all about. Mm-hmm. Energy you know, and that's what AIT technically is, it's mm-hmm. psychotherapy. And so it helps to just like activate that kind of trauma so that we can then let the body also use its wisdom and its power to release it. I mean, it's worked so hard to keep it. Now we can also like, <laughs> right, right. It. Oh, and yeah. so he just creates a lot of structure for that to happen. And mm-hmm you know, the methodology that's been developed um, over the past 20 years by Asha Clinton Mm -hmm. um, has really like created a a, just a a path to get there. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, everything is energy. I don't want to get all woo woo on it. But, you know, everything is energy and even talking about it or sharing about I mean, that's why people get a lot out of just like regular old talk therapy. Right, right. It is a release of energy. AIT just like kind of creates this laser beam focus of like, this is what we're going to move. This is the traumatic correlation we're going after. Mm -hmm. This is the, you know, effect it has on your body. And this is what we want to target. And so it just really hones in like all that wisdom and all of that um, technique and whatever it is to create the the relief, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. alleviate suffering. And, you know, it, it's interesting because I think of it definitely as both an energy healing and somatic too, right? Because you're using yeah. the the body in that way. So for everyone that hasn't heard of AIT, which is probably a good chunk of people who are listening to this, let's talk about exactly what it is. Right. Well, and I will say too, um, there's a really great website. It's called advancedintegrativetherapy.org. You just spell it all out. Mm -hmm. And there you'll find practitioners all over the world. You'll Mm -hmm. find some demos. I know that Asha just put up one for helping people deal with the pandemic. Yeah. Like just walking. Everybody needs that right now, right? Yeah. (laughs) I go there next. Yeah. Um, and so there's just a lot of really good information out there and so I could talk about it for a really long time. So I'll try to condense it <laughs> and just give you kind of the nuts and bolts of it. And if you have any questions, please help me clarify it. Um, so like I said, it's an energy psychology, uses the wisdom of the body to connect to and also to release the trapped negative energy. Mm-hmm. That is oftentimes the byproduct of like a single incident trauma, mm-hmm. but more often than not, like repetitive traumatic patterning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's efficient, mm-hmm. it's effective, it's really, really gentle, and it's really, really powerful. So it's kind of got all of the, it hits all the marks for me as mm-hmm. far as 
what I want to provide for people because trauma is intense and right. it's already lived through it once, but mm-hmm. to then willingly go back towards it, right. we need something that's going to like really feel supportive and like, and gently help people release it, you know, mm-hmm. because if mm-hmm. it were, tra- if the process itself were traumatic, then that would be like really right. Powerful. So right. it, I want to just really highlight how gentle it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, so how it uses the body, there are a couple different ways. So we use a process that people may have heard of called applied kinesiology, more commonly known as muscle testing. Mm-hmm. And that is like if there are two people in the room and they're working through um, an issue together, then, you know, we can muscle test any muscle in the body. We're basically just letting the body tell us its version of yes and its version of no. Mm-hmm. And then together we kind of hone in on like, what are we going after? What's the information? And, you know, you'll need your AIT therapist to kind of guide and hold, because there's a lot of different protocols to use. There is. (laughs) (laughs) It dives deep. Yeah. It's not super simple Mm -hmm. yet. Like what it does is very simple. Like, so Mm -hmm. once you, once you get the biofeedback from your body, which I love because Mm -hmm. it's just like your body is telling you yes and your body's telling you no, Mm -hmm. and it bypasses the mind. And that, I want to just say, that's what I really, really needed. I know I kind Mm -hmm. of, before, but you know, any kind of ego stuff, any kind of intellectualization, it's just like, it's, there's no room for it in AIT. It's Mm -hmm. just like, you can just quiet that part of your brain down Mm -hmm. and just let your body do the communicating, which is really awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So we use it through like getting some really clear indicators of like when we're onto something, when something has been fully released from the body, you know, we let your body say yes or no to that. Mm But we also use your body through the the energy centers, you know, um, otherwise known as chakras. They're just Mm -hmm. these concentrated bundles of nerve endings that are centrally located, like mostly in the midline of the body, like Mm -hmm. right in the main meridian here. Um, But we use, there's, again, chakras are, there's lots of different ones we can use. But Asha figured out the ones that, the 13 that we use for AIT are the ones that tend to hold the most trapped psychological negative energy so that's mm. the why we choose the ones we choose for AIT mm-hmm. um so we help to move the negative down and out we also use AIT to help like affirm and boost um you know something that we want to like awaken within us something mm. that might be dormant or a belief that might be really quiet but we want it louder in us like something mm-hmm. that will support our healing and mm-hmm. so I really like that we can let our bodies um heal and affirm mm-hmm. All, yeah, all in like one package or whatever. It's not a a big separate thing. Yeah. So when you're processing things and moving it out, you're moving down, correct? The chakras. And then when you're building something up, affirming, you move up. Yeah. And yeah, that's perfect. I think Mm -hmm. that it's nice for me to remember the, the the orientation or the directionality as like, we just want to drain. Yeah. 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 You know, we tend to towards the bottom of our body, right? Yeah. And then I want to also just like build something up. So we want to let that rise within us. Yeah. And that kind of corresponds even with like, you know, I think of like with Kundalini yoga and like different aspects like that. Right. And, and thinking even, you know, this idea of grounding and root chakra and like, you're just trying to move stuff down and then, yeah, it has a chance to go out into the ground to be composted. Right. Um, Yeah. And versus like when you want to kind of bring energy up, right. To kind of, um, 
sometimes to motivate you to just have more energy in the world, you, you imagine that going up that chakra system. And so I, you know, see that kind of connection to with, with the building of whatever kind of thing that you want to see more of in your life. Yes. You know, yeah. Which is sometimes the opposite of what you just kind of cleared out. Right. Yes. And the idea is that, you know, we make a lot of room and, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't want like what came out to just go right back in. We want right. to like, get really intentionally like be like, well, I just made space within myself. Let's like, yeah. Create more positive energy. Here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's really give us a little signal boost here. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely found it fascinating starting to do AIT and, and mm-hmm. going through it. And I went, you know, for, PTSD around my surgeries. Um, but then it's like all this other stuff came up from different, you know, aspects of life. Um, but you know, I do, I do think it's interesting and for people that don't know, um, that much about it and, you know, whatever, just to know this aspect. So as you mentioned, you can go into it when you're, you know, a baby or even, um, conception time. Right. But then it goes even beyond that. It sure can. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. (laughs) It is. It's depending on people's tolerance level yeah. for all of that, you yeah. know, you yeah. kind of meet people where they are, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the materials that Asha has developed support people like moving into um, ancestral trauma. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of research right now on epigenetics and how mm-hmm. things and passed along through DNA. There's also, you know, cultural or historical trauma that we may have been exposed to in the womb or like our ancestors, you know, also kind of, bring on or, or, you know, we just get aware of all these things on all mm-hmm. these different levels. There's past life trauma that can be revealed for people um, if that's their frame of reference. Mm-hmm. There's spiritual trauma. There's, you know, there's lots of different, and that's, I mean, that's barely scratching the surface of what we can do. Mm-hmm. My interest has, in the past few years, I don't know if it, I'm just drawing more clients with this um, going on or, you know, what's happening, but my interest is, has led a lot in working with attachment, which can include like preconception through, you know, that all that preverbal, you know, mm-hmm. the, the stages of um, being in utero, the stages of birth, the mm-hmm. attachment and bonding that can happen or not happen immediately after we're born. You know, mm-hmm. All of the like nurturing sort of, um, relationships that we had access to or we didn't have access to and how that set us up to show up in our world in a way that's really traumatized or mm-hmm. affect the way we see ourselves. I think one of the other things I like about AIT is like sometimes we don't know what our trauma spots are so we work with the core beliefs so we just start with like well how do you see yourself in the world what are mm-hmm. these like unconscious rules you've learned to live by that mm-hmm. are driving your behaviors and driving your relational like interactions and are those even yours like where do those right. come from? Right. sometimes start with like just how people are showing up and what they've come to believe about themselves or the world right. sometimes like you know you're saying you had some surgical trauma mm-hmm. that you know like well we know when we're going to target let's just mm-hmm. target that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so you right can, it's like a choose your own adventure, right? Yeah. And then (laughs) other things will definitely come up along the way. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting that you brought up about the epigenetics, two things. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I remember learning um, in my master's program at some point about when, you know, a mom is pregnant with her child, if she's high anxiety, you know, that that will impact essentially the sort of um, threshold of dealing with anxiety for the child that kind of sets that up for their lifetime, right? And so that's kind of a good 
you know, point to make in terms of the stuff, right? It's like, okay, so you don't, you may not understand, like personally, I didn't understand that I was even high anxiety until like my first three years of sort of regular therapy, you know, but then you're like, well, where did this come from? And where, you know, like, I don't remember in my life things happening that would have made me right. this way. Right. And so I've been through, it's like, hmm, yeah. Yeah. And so I love, you know, the work with epigenetics and it actually connects to one of the other uh, interviews during the hormone summit with Dr. Cleopatra, because she works with women on what she calls the prime mester. So basically the three months before you get pregnant and she really, you know, takes this epidemiological approach of all the things that you can do to, you know, turn on the genes you want to turn on and not turn on the genes you don't want to turn on in terms of the pregnancy. And then also for the, obviously for that baby's life too, you oh. know? So it's, it's a pretty, yeah, it, I do love that there's a lot of science coming out around this that we, you know, it may have felt a little woo woo to people like, Oh, you know, things passed down or like, uh, you know, what happened to my grandmother and, you know, uh, if people haven't heard, you know, you would have existed in your grandmother's view. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you would have existed in your grandmother's belly when she was pregnant with your mom. Right. So, you know, that you could be impacted in that way. And, and now we're actually seeing scientifically, like that's all true. And so of course the trauma that they have gone through impacts us too. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I love, I love getting into that kind of stuff. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to say like, so along those lines, it's mm-hmm. like we have in that moment, we could be traumatized by our own perspective, mm-hmm. you, know? Mm-hmm. you know, like what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And even though we've got these like a little bit of layers of separation, we still have an experience of like, mm-hmm. well, this person is stressed out and this person's stressed out and this person's mm-hmm. being abused right now. Or, you know, mm-hmm. like, so we have our like kind of shock and awe and the trauma mm-hmm. of that. Then we have what's imprinted on us from our mom, mm-hmm. right? So, right. Holding the cell of us within her body mm-hmm. and like that point there's really not much boundary between self and other and so it's like extra impacted and also we get grandma's perspective right so it's like that's like a triple whammy yeah potentially yeah 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 yeah, right exactly and that's only yeah (laughs) that's the ones we know about like it could you know go beyond that yeah Yeah. well you know i'm kind of linking it and even thinking about the you know anxiety how that is such a big pack impact has such a big impact on hormones right later in life like that um high anxious state can cause your cortisol to be sort of running amok you know and obviously we live in a time where we have a lot of hard intense stressful things going on in the outside world so then if you already have that kind of level you know underlying level of anxiety going on anyway and then you have all these things going on yeah yeah Yeah. and hopefully by now if people have been listening to the summit you kind of understand that cortisol is essentially an underlying hormone for all of our other hormones and if your cortisol if you're you're basically your body is going to be focused on keeping you alive right? That's much more important than you having a a baby right now. That's kind of the basic breakdown of it, right? So it's going to focus on this cortisol output 
and kind of damper your, the rest of your sex hormones. Um, and so that's when some of these issues really come into play and why we have to work on adrenal health if we're going to work on the rest, you know? So what are some of the ways to, you know, kind of use AIT to help with cortisol mm-hmm. and your adrenal health? There are many. <laughs> it's a good question. And I, I love where you're going with this. And I will say that, you know, we talked about how AIT is this um, energy psychotherapy and it's also somatic oriented mm-hmm. psychotherapy. It's also got its roots in psychodynamic theory. And I'll just quickly say a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. It's that it, I could talk a lot about that as well. But you know, basically, one of the tenets of psychodynamic theory is that any trauma or suffering or activation that we are experiencing in the here and now is very likely not completely original and encompassed to this very moment. Like there's likely some like tethers to some other mm-hmm. stuff we've lived through. Mm-hmm. And so it's a loaded experience, right? Mm-hmm. And so you and I can both be experiencing like a pandemic or adrenal fatigue or something, you know, like mm-hmm. an activating event in our lives. And we can be responding totally differently, mm-hmm. even though the same thing is happening. And so what it brings up for me is all the stuff I lived through that it mm-hmm. might be here you know, like for me, powerlessness or lack of control or, you know, and for you, it might feel like abandonment or something else, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm just throwing some things that we tend to see a lot. In yeah, 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 yeah. So it's this idea that like, well, let's get to the root of it then. Like we can treat like the moment and we mm-hmm. can treat what we know about the moment and that will help us, of mm-hmm. course. It will help us further to go deeper and will also prevent us from getting set up to experience the same kind of trauma and suffering in the same way moving Mm -hmm. forward so it's like we can heal the button that gets pushed Mm -hmm. then the button doesn't get pushed as strong and then our activation is lower over time and so you know we are self-healing organisms you know Mm -hmm. we cut our skin and our skin wants to close up very soon and create you know healing we are like that psychologically and energetically as well Mm -hmm. the problem is we're also human and we're also like deeply ingrained by habits and some of the habits are bad yeah habits keep us stuck and so it's like we might keep attracting like a similar situation so that we can like have a better outcome it's mm-hmm. like it's all really done with the best intentions right mm-hmm. like I keep moving towards this thing that replicates the trauma that I experienced you know in the womb or whenever right mm-hmm. and um and I want to get it right this time but I'm yeah. so stuck in, like doing the stuff that I always do that it just has the same outcome and so yeah. then it gets me in the rut of the trauma rut. And so if we can get back to the earliest originating traumatic material, I will go ahead and say like 99% of the time that stuff is unconscious. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to know about it unless mm-hmm. we have a methodology like AIT or something else? Um, how are we going to know about it? We need to get there. And so when we can treat the earliest originating trauma material, then we also get to like set ourselves up for healing in the future. Mm -hmm. And that absolutely affects our nervous system. That Mm -hmm. creates this like more sense of calm, less activation. That's going to support our hormone regulation. That's going to support our immune system. That's going to support like every basic function in the body. Yeah. Because, you know, like someone walks around the corner and it doesn't startle me. And then like I dump all my cortisol for the day. (laughs) Right. Right. Absolutely. You're walking around the corner and Mm. that's, yeah, that's something I've had to heal within myself. Mm-hmm. And that has been like something when I know like I'm doing the work and I'm using AIT and I'm, you know, like working with my nervous system, like, I'm like, oh, okay. I don't yeah. have to start. 
I think that's a really good, you know, um, just point. And, and I think that's something that a lot of people can experience, right? Is that like, oh, I'm overstartled, especially if you have adrenal issues going on, right? Because you're on that, like, you don't even realize it, but you're just in, in that fight or flight constantly. You're just breathing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, I, there's so many things we've talked about in the summit that are helpful around that yoga, um, you know, uh, breathing, all of those kinds of things. But I really think that I love all of those and they, you continue to use all those. And even with AIT, you, you know, continue to use those, but getting to the core of it, right. Or the originating trauma, like that is what's really going to be able to like make more long-term shifts. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I think it does that on an energetic level. And then I also think about like, when I gain that insight, like all of a sudden I can access a whole lot more compassion for myself because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. I thought I was a crazy person or I, right. I was overreactive or I thought this, but it's like all of a sudden like put, and I see that happen with my clients. It's like, we have this aha moment or we put the pieces together and I get like chills down my body because mm-hmm. it's like that like truth recognition. That's like, I'm not losing my mind. Yeah. I went through a thing and my body remembers and my body was trying to tell me all along. And thank you body for telling yeah. me but I know I can just like, oh, I can have compassion. And I think uh, compassion is so critical for healing. You know? Absolutely. And I mean, as you were talking about that, I really thought about that as humans, we, we need to know, right? We, it's hard for us to be in the mystery of things and just be like, okay, well, this is what it is and that's okay. Like we want to get to the why, you know, all, and though we can't do that all the time, it is so helpful, I think, in that healing process of like, okay, yes, this thing did happen or something did happen that, you know, made me react this way and continue to react this way. And so um, I love that. I love that idea of, you know, more compassion for ourselves. And I think that that is necessary right now in even bigger ways to go off the hormone topic. But like, if we're going to heal, you know, the insanity in the world that's going on right now or the chaos, I don't want to say insanity, but chaos. Um, and everybody's just being on edge and so, um, you know, attached to particular idea of how things should be, you know, so much of that is rooted in this control in whatever way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the fear and the control, you know, and so, um, getting to a more compassionate state for yourself, allows you to start to let go of, of that need for control all the time. And also the deep fear, you know, that that's so prevalent. Yeah. yeah. And you asked me like, how can we use AIT? And you know, you and I had talked about maybe doing a demo for mm-hmm. and which, which we will. Yeah. Yeah. I want to kind of put a pin in that because I, I do have a couple of like takeaways that people mm-hmm. can today. And yes. That will which- just help um so excited. need like a, a person like me or an AIT therapist to hold your hand through that like mm-hmm. teach you and you can have it and use it yeah <laughs> yeah today starting today yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ignore that question because it's a really good question I just feel like we kind of are going to get to that in a little bit yeah absolutely um so what do you think like do you think with women with really extreme hormonal issues that they are able to just use AIT and sort of 
be okay? Or do you kind of see this, you know, as one of the tools to dealing with stuff? I have a short answer and a long answer. Okay. Want both? <laughs> I want both. Give them to me. So the short answer is absolutely. I think it's most of the time part of the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the spokes to the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. I think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Now, the longer answer is that, you know, in one of the trainings that um, Asha Clinton has developed, it is called, it used to be called psychogenic illness. So it's like a, a, an illness or a condition that has its roots in some um, psychological trauma, right? Mm-hmm. She now calls it multi-causal illness. There's also a training in um, cancer treatment and prevention and all of these things. So it's just like, it's really AIT's version of like looking at the body and what's happening as a chronic condition for someone that's creating suffering. Mm-hmm. What are the metaphors? What are the messages here? You know, what, what can we look at from this lens to support someone in feeling better and mm-hmm. their body functioning better, mm-hmm. eliminating, you know, problematic functioning. And mm-hmm. so I think in very rare cases that it might just be like, yes, someone would have, like, we would ask, you know, we would ask the body, you know, is the primary cause of my, you know, hormone imbalance, is it, is it simply physiological? Mm -hmm. Is it simply psychological? Is it simply spiritual? Mm -hmm. More times than not, it's going to be some sort of combination and we're going to need to like put it together. So I think AIT can support like the decision tree kind Mm -hmm. of experience Mm -hmm. of like, but, you know, what, what do we need to focus on? What are our priorities? Um, you know, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really think any one thing can resolve any one thing on right. its own. I think we're all, like, we're complicated critters, right? We so are. we're going to have all these different things. And if it's not a primary physiological reason for the hormone imbalance, say it really is a psychological or mm-hmm. spiritual things sourcing it. If we heal that, it'll resolve a lot of the issues. Inevitably, we've done a lot of damage along the way. And so mm-hmm. we're going to need to incorporate someone like you or, you know, a hormone mm-hmm. expert that knows about how to support the physical self mm-hmm. as you're, you know, supporting the other facets of who you are. And so I would like to, I think everyone needs to be treated holistically. I think everyone needs to like consider the whole picture of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think AIT would plug beautifully into someone doing this work. I don't, I think in very rare cases, I see it as a like one-stop shop for yeah. solving it for someone. And yeah. be like, hey, we win. Good. That'd be amazing, right? Yeah. We're like, hey, we hit the lottery. Yeah. We get, yeah, we got it. I want to um, like take, hope about that but yeah 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 absolutely no and I think that's a really good point and one thing I like about AIT is that um you know you're yeah testing these different aspects the physiological and um you know and spiritual and 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 so uh, definitely I can see how you know um bringing like it would be amazing right to have in one place um, an AIT practitioner and a hormone practitioner. And like, I've been loving for a lot of my clients, um, for, in terms of gut stuff is visceral manipulation. That's like a a physical thing that can really help particularly with things like constipation and hiatal hernias in ways that like, I can't always help them. Right. Because it's a physical thing. Um, and I just, I, it would be so cool to have a place where it's like, you know, you go into AIT and you kind of test these different things, right. You muscle test and sort of figure out, okay, these are the paths that I need, you know, and then you can kind of go to the different people to help with those specific supports. And I think that that's different than maybe a lot of other therapies, right. Is you, 
can maybe talk about some different avenues, but you don't really know necessarily what the body needs. We're taking our best guess, right? Yeah. yeah. We're using our intellect a lot, which is great. It's a great thing yeah. to use. We've developed. And, you know, we're not saying we don't use our intellect in AIT. We absolutely do. It's just right. we have access to these different levels of wisdom that we can mm-hmm. unlock. We'll say, like, one thing I haven't talked about with AIT yet, which is one of the main, like, kind of tenets of it is that you know, we are relying on not just messages from the person's body, but messages mm-hmm. from the person's, in AIT language, we call it the center. So mm-hmm. it's like this part of them, you know, so you might call it different things like soul, highest self, mm-hmm. spirit, essence. I've heard mm-hmm. people refer to a lot, you know, they call it different yeah. things. So whatever you want to call it, AIT calls it the center. It's like, you know, I, I think of like these Venn diagrams with the circles that overlap and it's like, you know, you've got your ego and you've got your um, conscious self and your unconscious, your subconscious, your morals and values, your connection to higher power, your sense of humor, your, you know, it's like so many things. It's like, it's like all the parts of you that yeah. are, are you, it's where yeah. they overlap with each other. That's what we're accessing. It's mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. so, the center, it's like, it always has a client's back, right? Like mm-hmm. it always will direct where we need to go. And mm-hmm. I think that level of wisdom, like that level of access, it's not just the ego. It's not just the intellect. It's not just like what I learned or read about in a book or what mm-hmm. I read about a friend. It's like, what do I really, really need? You know, and yeah. like our center knows because it's been with us the whole time. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. And it will continue. The true it, mm-hmm. clean it, like... Um, source of healing. And so when we're actually, you know, muscle testing, energy testing, however we want to do it, um, that's what we're asking. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, the body is responding. Absolutely. That's part yeah. of the mechanics of it. And beyond that, the center is responding. And I think that, you know, as a practitioner, I've always like been driven towards like client centered approaches to healing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I feel like the person is their own like expert and mm-hmm. who am I to like impose my will? <laughs> you know, right. Just, right. The tools I have access to, this is stuff that works for me. Here's what I've learned about. Here's what I've utilized myself. You want to try it? You know, that mm-hmm. is sort of a real collaborative journey that I go on with people. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've always been driven towards the client centered stuff. And this is like beyond client centered. This is like center centered. It's yeah. like legit. The yeah. most <laughs> client focused. Yeah. So I, I love that part about it. Um, and I love that, like, also because it's led by the center, folks will, I think we're off the question, but I'm just going to go That's with all this. right. Go for <laughs> so, it. Um, so because it's led by the center, like, no one can, I'm going to knock on all the wood around me, but I haven't seen anybody get flooded or overwhelmed. Mm. Well, we do go to, like, some pretty dark, deep source material mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yet we're always getting consent from the center. Right. The center's always leading the way. Yeah. I've seen someone center be like, nope, not today. We're not yeah. going to today. Yeah. Or there's not enough time. You're going to open that can of worm. Uh-uh. We got yeah. things today. No, we are yeah. not going. <laughs> and, so- and I mean, anybody who's ever been through therapy knows how frustrating it can be if like something good comes up at the end. You know, and then you're like, okay, because I know for me in sort of traditional talk therapy, that would happen a lot because it would yeah. just take me time to get there, you know? And so, yeah, I, I love that aspect of like, okay, you're checking in and your center's like, no. And for me, I like, I always think of it as higher, highest self or, you know, higher self. Yeah. Right. And our ego might want us to push through that ball and then just mm-hmm. like, we're here, yeah. we're right here. Let's yeah. do it. 
And so, yeah, this, so if we really honor the center, it's going to have our back in this healing and mm. it's going to be really efficient and like what we need to do. Mm. And it might surprise, you know, it might surprise us, you know, as the therapist and with my clients, like, well, we thought it was going to be that we thought we were doing this work today. Mm-hmm. Different idea. And it, yeah. always, it always knows. I'm just like, who am I to say? I'm just yeah. going to like, so I present, like, I tell my clients, I'm like, I'm going to present a menu of options to your center and yeah. we're going to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, yeah. And most of my clients are, are so funny in that, like, I'll ask them, you know, like, just a legitimate, like, you know, curiosity question. Like, what would you like to work on today? And they're like, let's muscle test. Let's ask yeah. the center. <laughs> Like, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, why are we even bothering? Let's just get right to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a it's a shift from so much of what we do in our daily lives, right? Where we have to, you know, use our intellect to make decisions on things. And also, um, you know, it's interesting because I'm sure some people listening to this are like, mm, center, higher good, you know, highest good, whatever, you know, but and even, you know, I could see some people that are um, you know, uh say, you know, Christian and, and God is their, you know, um, center or whatever you would want to say that might struggle a little bit with this, but, you know, it, to me, it's the same thing as having faith in a lot of ways. Right. And, um, we've seen even in scientific studies, how much, um, healthier people can be and live longer just based off of faith. So it's not one type of faith, right? It's not, you have to believe in God, um, but it is some kind of belief in something bigger than yourself, right? And in this case, I love it because it's like, it's bigger than yourself, but it is yourself. <laughs> you know, it's this thing that's overseeing your particular highest good. Um, and, you know, so much of healing is about belief anyway. And so, you know, I feel like the more that you can believe these things that you're doing, the more healing that will come. You know, I mean, it, it, and it's, it's hard for us because we do have a skeptical mind that, you know, um, is great in a lot of ways, but it definitely, when you start to do any kind of healing work, there is a place of surrender, right. Of, of, okay, I'm going to surrender to this process. And then, you know, finding for me that trust in, in my higher, you know, self highest good center, like that's amazing. Right. Cause it's like, that thing's looking out for me, you know, <laughs> you know I mean, that, that's really what it's about instead of this outside entity that I'm banking on in any kind of way, you know? Yeah. So beautiful. It's pretty cool. Um, okay. So we are going to do, um, a little bit of, of AIT, but we're actually going to do that in a separate video so that, um, I know fancy, um, so that people can, you know, if you don't have time right now while you're listening, or maybe you're listening to the podcast and you want to hop on to the video to watch, um, to make that easier to do. So camera thing. Yes, absolutely. Yes, please do. And this might be like a little teaser of like, watch the next video. So I think one of the very favorite things I love about AIT versus some of the other things I've been trained in Mm -hmm. is that a lot of times, like, and I I think it's getting different, but you know, we're not there yet as a, Mm -hmm. as a big branch of psychology. A lot of times, like some of these techniques foster this really, to me, I think like unhealthy, like power dynamic and like the therapist is the expert and I know everything and mm-hmm. all my healing has to be done in this office during these times of the day on this day of the week and you know it's mm-hmm. like it's just like this kind of like funky thing and I've always been in search of like tools and techniques that can empower people to use them way beyond like the walls of the office and mm-hmm. so 
and that time of day and that day of the week. And so I love that like, once you learn how to engage with AIT, then it becomes something that you can use on your own and mm-hmm. that you don't need me or someone else for, you know, you will for like some of the deeper stuff, of course, mm-hmm. of course. but mm-hmm. the things that you're aware of, like when you learn how to make a traumatic correlation to like what I'm feeling, the distress I'm feeling now, and like what it reminds me of and mm-hmm. how to release the trapped emotions around it. Like, it's just like, it, it's just beautiful that like you can just have it now. Like it's yeah. yours. It's a gift. Yeah. And so about it. And so I want to encourage people to just at least try it out and see how it goes. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's so, so helpful. I use it all the time for myself now when I am, you know, get caught in something. And, and I found in doing AIT that I do have more sort of random connections outside of the therapy office, right? Like if something does come up for me, I'm like, oh, this other, you know, suddenly I kind of realize it's connected to this old thing. Um, you know, and it's pretty amazing. You're like, okay, I'm just going to do a quick thing right now, you know, instead of having, yeah, like you said, having to wait until I go in the next week. Once you like, just like, I'm just going to read it. You get the like insight when you're like, maybe down, down at your solar plexus or something. You're like, oh, now I know what this is about. Cool. Now I could make the link. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you, you know, before, and sometimes you just go for it and then you get some insight and sometimes you just feel better and you don't. Yeah. Don't even need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Cameron, thank you so much for being here with us today. Wonderful experience. Thank you. For- so good. So good. Um, if people want to connect with you, how should they do that? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> anyway, just call me. Um, so I, I guess my website, um, I'm part of a group of uh, practitioners. It's called Manifest Counseling Collective mm-hmm. and all my con. Um, dot com. So all of my uh, contact information would be on there. It's on there. And yeah. I know that you're often very full with clients, but do you take clients outside of the area that you work? Um, like geographically? Yeah, geographically. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I yeah. do. Okay. Um, you know, I was doing remote um, I was doing remote sessions before the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> before it was cool. <laughs> um, and I've seen people all over the world. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's one of the, the gifts of technology is that we yeah. can do over, over the airwaves. So, yeah. Sweet. Well, I'm sure you'll probably have some people contact you after okay. this and all the cool stuff that they heard today. So um, thank you guys so much for being here with us again and hop on to the video to learn some AIT because it, it really is so, so useful. So I'll see you guys next time. Bye.